This is Emmanuel God with us, the radio ministry of Emmanuel Lutheran Church in Twin Falls, Idaho. This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Welcome to our Lord's house this morning as we gather together for worship. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Almighty God, merciful Father, I, a poor, miserable sinner, confess unto you all my sins and iniquities, with which I have ever offended you, and justly deserved your temporal and eternal punishment. But I am heartily sorry for them, and sincerely repent of them. And I pray you of your boundless mercy, and for the sake of the holy, innocent, bitter sufferings and death of your beloved Son, Jesus Christ, to be gracious and merciful to me, a sinful sinful being. Upon this, your confession. I, by virtue of my office as a called and ordained servant of the word, announce the grace of God to all of you. And in the stead and by the command of my Lord Jesus Christ, I forgive you all your sins. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Today is the 17th Sunday, after Trinity Sunday. We are observing LWML Sunday, and so we have special readings for this morning. The Old Testament reading is written in Isaiah chapter 2. This is what Isaiah, son of Amos saw concerning Judah and Jerusalem. In the last days, the mountain of the Lord's temple will be established as chief among the nations. It will be raised above the hills, and all nations will stream to it. Many peoples will come and say, Come, let us go up to the mountain of the Lord, to the house of the God of Jacob. He will teach us his ways so that we may walk in his paths. The law will go out from Zion, the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. He will judge between the nations and will settle disputes for many peoples. They will beat their swords into plowshares and their spears into pruning hooks. Nation will not take up sword against nation, nor will they train for war anymore. Come, O house of Jacob, let us walk in the light of the Lord. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The second reading is written in 1 Peter, the second chapter beginning at verse 4. As you come to him, the living stone rejected by men, but chosen by God and precious to him, you also, like living stones, are being built into a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood, offering spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. For in Scripture it says, See, I lay a stone in Zion, a chosen and precious cornerstone, and the one who trusts in him will never be put to shame. Now to you who believe, this stone is precious. But to those who do not believe, the stone the builders rejected has become the capstone. And a stone that causes men to stumble, and a rock that makes them fall. They stumble because they disobey the message, which is also what they were destined for. But you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, 
a people belonging to God, that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. Once you were not a people, but now you are the people of God. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew, the 11th chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. At that time, Jesus said, I praise you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, because you have hidden these things from the wise and learned and revealed them to little children. Yes, Father, for this was your good pleasure. All things have been committed to me by my Father. No one knows the, fa- no one knows the Son except the Father, and no one knows the Father except the Son, and those to whom the Son chooses to reveal him. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. We speak together the Nicene Creed. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and of all things visible and invisible, and in one Lord, Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, begotten of his Father before all worlds, God of God, light of light, very God of very God, begotten not made, being of one substance with the Father, by whom all things were made who for us men and for our salvation came down from heaven and was incarnate by the Holy Spirit of the Virgin Mary and was made man and was crucified also for us under Pontius Pilate. He suffered and was buried, and the third day he rose again according to the scriptures and ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of the Father. And he will come again with glory to judge both the living and the dead, whose kingdom will have no end. And I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord and giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son. The Father and the Son together is worshipped and glorified, who spoke by the prophets. And I believe in one holy Christian and apostolic church, I acknowledge one baptism for the remission of sins, and I look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia. Hear these words from Psalm 24, verses 7 to 10. Lift up your heads, O gates, And be lifted up, O ancient doors, that the King of glory may come in. Who is this King of glory? The Lord, strong and mighty. The Lord, mighty in battle. Lift up your heads, O gates, and lift them up, O ancient doors, that the King of glory may come in. Who is this King of glory? The Lord of hosts, he is the king 
of glory. These are the words of our text. God's grace, His mercy, and His peace be multiplied to you now and forever through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. I say, this is the day the Lord has made. You say, let us rejoice and be glad in it. I say, the Lord be with you. You say, I say, Christ is risen. You say, I say, oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good. You say, and his mercy endures forever. I say, Maranatha, you say, come, Lord Jesus. We don't practice that one as much because we just use that during Advent. So four weeks out of 52, we're not too good with that one. I say, you say, we call that call and response. I make the call and you respond. This Call and response is part of our worship as the people of God. And there are other denominations that do a far, far better job or more, or at least a greater job of using call and response than we do, but we do it as well. And our generation, we aren't the first in the Christian church to do this. The people of Israel did it too. And they used our text from Psalm 24 to do it. Here's the call. Who is the king of glory? And here is the response. The Lord, strong and mighty. The Lord, mighty in battle. The call. Who is the king of glory? The response. The Lord, strong and mighty. The Lord, mighty in battle. I want you to say that with me, that response. Let's say, the Lord, strong and mighty. The Lord, mighty in battle. Let's say that together. The Lord, strong and mighty. The Lord, mighty in battle. Again. The Lord, strong and mighty. The Lord, mighty in battle. I'm going to have you saying that during the sermon. So... Don't let me catch you unaware. The Lord strong and mighty, the Lord mighty in battle. Let's try it one more time. I say, who is the king of glory? You say, the Lord strong and mighty, the Lord mighty in battle. Now when you think about the Lord strong and mighty, the Lord mighty in battle, what Old Testament story Do you think of where we see the Lord strong and mighty, the Lord mighty in battle? Where do we see the Lord of hosts, the Lord who marshals and commands the armies of the heavens, the angels and archangels, the seraphim, the cherubim? When we think about the Lord almighty, mighty in battle, what Old Testament story do you think about? I can tell you the one I think about. I think about the story of the Red Sea and the people of Israel and and Pharaoh. How many of you were thinking of of that one? A few of you were. The people of Israel in that story, 
They are between a rock and a hard place, aren't they? They are caught between the Red Sea on the one hand and the advancing army of Egypt and Pharaoh on the other. They are caught between death by drowning and slavery by the sword. There's no other option for them. It's a hopeless situation. But God, strong and mighty, the Lord mighty in battle, God steps in to save his people Israel. The king of glory comes to save his people. The first thing that God does, remember he led them by a pillar of cloud by day and a pillar of fire by night. The first thing God does, the pillar of cloud ahead of the people of Israel goes behind the people of Israel and the pillar of cloud stands between the advancing Egyptian army and the people of God. Pharaoh's army can't advance and the Lord, strong and mighty, is protecting his people. And then God uses an east wind all during the night, the Lord of creation, who set the stars in the heaven, the sun and the moon, the greater and lesser lights in the sky, the God of all creation, causes an east wind to blow all night. And he parts the waters of the Red Sea. And he provides a way of escape for the people of Israel. And they cross the Red Sea on dry ground with unmoistened foot. Their feet don't even get wet. And they stand on the far side of the Red Sea, safe and secure. When Pharaoh's army was advancing against them, they were afraid. And they cried out to Moses, Have you brought us out here into the desert to die? And Moses tells them, Watch the hand of the Lord. The Lord says to them, Be still, and I will fight for you. And he does. And now they're on the far side of the sea, of the Red Sea. And the Lord, strong and mighty, has saved his people. But there's more. The pillar of cloud lifts, and the army of Pharaoh rushes into the Red Sea. And while Israel is still and watching, God releases the waters, and the army of Egypt drowns. The people of Israel see the Lord mighty in battle, destroying Israel's enemy. I say, who is the king of glory? You say, the Lord, strong and mighty, the Lord, mighty in battle. Like Israel, we live between a rock and a hard place. The judgment of God pursues us. The wrath of God is ready to swallow us. We don't like to talk about the judgment and wrath of God these days. People want a kind and gentle Jesus. And they will go out of their way not to talk about God's judgment and his wrath upon our sin. So, God brings up the subject since we won't talk about it. God isn't polite. He says to you and me what needs to be said. And he talks about the judgment and the wrath 
that our sin deserves. Listen to these words from St. Paul. It's in Romans chapter 2, verse 5. You can look it up later. Paul writes, But because of your stubbornness and your unrepentant heart, you are storing up wrath against yourself for the day of God's wrath when his righteous judgment will be revealed. God cuts right to the chase, doesn't he? God's wrath is his righteous judgment upon our evil hearts. The Bible says that the heart that dwells in you and me, every inclination of our heart is evil. Not some of the time, not part of the time, but all of the time. The heart that dwells in you and me looks for and invents ways to do evil. In Adam and Eve, you and me, we chose the path of evil. Listen to Colossians chapter 3, verse 6. Here, St. Paul is writing to Christians who are redeemed by Christ, and he says to them, Put to death, therefore, whatever belongs to your sinful nature, sexual immorality, impurity, lust, evil desires, and greed, which is idolatry. Because of these, the wrath of God is coming. Sexual immorality, impurity, lust, evil desires, greed. Sounds like the evening lineup of TV shows or cable TV or even what's on our computers. And God says to you and me, my wrath is coming because of this. Listen to Jeremiah chapter 30. See, the storm of the Lord will burst out in wrath, a driving wind swirling down on the heads of the wicked. The fierce anger of the Lord will not turn back until he fully accomplishes the purpose of his heart. The wrath of God comes quickly like a storm. It covers us like a volcanic blast. It swamps us like a tsunami. It pounds us like hailstones. It flashes around you and me like lightning. There's a hymn that goes this way. His chariots of wrath, the deep thunder clouds form and darken his path on the wings of the storm. We are caught between the judgment and the wrath of Jesus. We are born and live between a rock and a hard place. And we are pursued by judgment and swallowed up by God's wrath. Who will save you and me? The king of glory, of course. The king of glory will save you and me. I say, who is the king of glory? You say, the Lord strong and mighty, the Lord mighty in battle. The king of glory saves you and me. At the Red Sea, he stood between Pharaoh's army and Israel as a pillar of cloud. And in a greater way, Jesus stands between you and me and his wrath and his judgment. Actually and accurately, Jesus hangs between you and me and his judgment and his wrath. Like a pillar of cloud is the cross of Calvary. 
Jesus hangs on the cross for you and me. And he saves us from his advancing judgment and wrath upon us for our sins. He takes all of this world's sin, and the king of glory makes this world's sin his very own. He is judged guilty so that you are called innocent. The storm of holy wrath is poured out upon Jesus on the cross so that you now are at peace with God. And God's righteous judgment and his holy wrath have been satisfied. Listen to Romans 8.1. Paul says, Therefore, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. You are in Christ Jesus. And there is now no condemnation for you. From the cross, the voice of Jesus speaks about you and me and declares us not guilty. You are called not guilty. You are called innocent. You are called holy. You are called God's child. Did you hear Peter in our epistle lesson this morning? He says, you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation belonging to God, that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. That's who you are. The people of God, chosen, holy, royal. Listen to what Martin Luther wrote. It's a long quote. It's about 30 minutes long, so just settle in. No, not, not that long. Luther writes, we fell under God's wrath and displeasure, and we were doomed to eternal damnation, just as we had merited and deserved. There was no counsel, help, or comfort until this only and eternal Son of God, in his immeasurable goodness, had compassion on our misery and wretchedness. He came from heaven to help us. He has delivered us poor lost people from hell's jaws. He has won us, has made us free, has bought us again, and brought us again into the Father's favor and grace. Here is the Lord. Here is the Lord, strong and mighty in battle, to save you and me. I say, who is the King of glory? You say, the Lord strong and mighty, the Lord mighty in battle. The King of glory saves you and me. He saved Israel by leading them through the waters of the Red Sea. And Jesus saves you from wrath and judgment by leading you through the waters of your baptism. Listen to Titus. St. Paul writes to Titus chapter 3, verses 4 to 7, But when the kindness and love of God our Savior appeared, he saved us not because of righteous things we had done, but because of his mercy. He saved us through the washing of rebirth and renewal by the Holy Spirit, whom he poured out on us generously through Jesus Christ our Savior, so that, 
having been justified by his grace, we might become heirs, having the hope of eternal life. The King of glory washes you in your baptism. You are born again. You are renewed. You are justified by God's grace. That is, you are made right with God by his grace and his mercy. And now you are an heir of eternal life. I say, who is the King of glory? You say, the Lord strong and mighty, the Lord mighty in battle. This king of glory is coming again. This king takes absolutely no pleasure in the death of sinners. Jesus wants everyone to be saved. Everyone to believe in him as king of kings and lord of lords. Everyone to know that their sins are forgiven. Everyone to know the hope of eternal life. And so the king of glory sends out his people, you and me, to tell everyone what he has done. You know. He says, go and make disciples of all nations. He says, you will be my witnesses to the ends of the earth. He says, go into all the world and preach the good news to all creation. He says, tell of my marvelous deeds. And so the women of the LWML do. They take up this task. Listen to their pledge. Listen to their promise, their vow to the King of glory. We consecrate to our Savior our hands to work for him, our feet to go on his errands, our voice to sing his praises, our lips to proclaim his redeeming love, our silver and our gold to extend his kingdom, our will to do his will, and every power of our life to the great task of bringing the lost and the erring into eternal fellowship with him. I read that in Jerusalem, in the Old Testament, the people of God would gather at the temple. And there would be people inside the temple walls and those outside of the temple walls. And the words of King David were spoken over the people of God. Lift up your heads, O you gates. Be lifted up, you ancient doors, that the king of glory may come in. And the people outside the temple walls would chant, Who is the king of glory? And the people inside the temple walls would sing back to those outside the temple walls, The Lord strong and mighty, the Lord mighty in battle. And they would sing this back and forth and back and forth again and again and again and again. And as they were singing and welcoming the Lord of glory, the gates of the temple were opened wide that the king of glory might come in. The temple gates are opened wide to symbolize the king of glory who comes down from heaven to earth to save his people. Like at the Red Sea. Like at your baptism. The Lord coming to save us. Lift up your heads, O you gates. Be lifted up, you ancient doors, that the King of glory may come in. 
the King of glory is coming to save you. Jesus promises you, I am going there to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back to take you to be with me, that you also may be where I am. The King of glory is coming to save you. Who is the King of glory? You say, the Lord strong and mighty, the Lord mighty in battle. Come, Lord Jesus, come quickly, come soon. For Christ is risen, he is risen indeed. Alleluia. Amen. And now may the peace of God that passes all understanding keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus our Lord to life everlasting. Amen. Jesus, remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. The Lord be with you. Bless we the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Amen.